Hey there, welcome to Cageless, a conversation podcast about experiential wisdom and personal hope. I'm Jenny Johnson. I'm a writer and I'm asking experts, thought leaders, and my friends to share their knowledge and tools on how they found freedom. Hi, hello. For the very first time, I have done something professional. That's not true. I'm actually kind of hyper-professional and I've been unlearning how to not try so hard. Um, But with this podcast, I have never written show notes like for solo episodes myself. Like I always just like have a list of things that I would like to talk about like by topic and then I have like the one word and then I talk about it. But this day is a special day. I also never record podcasts this early in the morning. So if my voice is a little, uh, I almost said grackly, and that's definitely not a word. Um, but this is my show and I'm allowed to make up as many words as I would like. <laughs> Today, as I said, I have show notes in front of me, which I don't, they're not show notes because I'm, I'm not interviewing anyone. I'm interviewing my psyche myself, I think. Isn't that kind of what self-podcasting is? Anyway, something that I've been thinking a lot about lately, and I feel like, not I feel like, I think that, because those are two different things. I am trying really hard to differentiate those two things because in our English language, which maybe in different languages too, whenever I become fluent in something else, I'll let you know. But at least in the culture that we're in in English-speaking America with my friends, we tend to intertwine or interchange think and feel, and those aren't the same thing. And a lot of my undoing and the enlightenment and healing that I have been on has been because I have di- differentiated what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. And I don't ever want to continually get those two confused again because your brain resides in one part and your heart resides in another part. And like as functional human beings, I think that it's important to be able to name what you are thinking and name what you are feeling rather than getting them intertwined because they can be two different things. And sometimes, you know, uh, which is about the topic that we are speaking of today, sometimes you have to face both of them separately and then let them talk together. You know, being able to name and claim what you're feeling and then name and claim what you're thinking and like what your thoughts are doing and what your feelings are doing and how they work together and then how they also can like push against each other is just a huge part of being a functional person who is like emotionally aware So today I would like to talk about a type of emotional awareness, which is actually an act, which is, I almost did like a drum roll, but that would have made this really loud. (laughs) Forgiveness. I want to talk about the concept of forgiveness because I have been having a lot of conversations about forgiveness lately with my friends and my family. And it's never really been something that I have, 
I don't want to say struggled with. It's something that I wasn't aware of that I struggled with or didn't struggle with. The, the act of forgiving has never been at the forefront of my mind because I was raised in a Christian household, in a Christian community for the most part, that it was very evident that when someone hurt you because of, you know, the Christian practice, like in, in Christianity, that you forgive others because you have been forgiven by the Savior, Jesus Christ, which backtracking a little bit, I'm aware that that doesn't always make sense to everyone because the language and like verbiage of that concept didn't fully make sense to my like adult fully formed mind until within like, I'd probably say like the last year. Because when you are spoon fed or taught things or immersed in a culture of something, you don't know fully what it is like the parable or like the fable that an old fish is swimming around in a pond and he goes up to two younger fish and he says, how's the water today? And the fish look at each other and they say, what's water? Because when you are seeped in a construct or an area or a environment, you don't always know that you are in it until you have been brought that awareness by someone else. So forgiveness to me at my root has never been something that I have been able to work through because it's never been something that has been explained to me. And I think that, oh, am I already going to cry in this episode? (laughs) I think that when someone or something does you wrong, it's important to be able to name that feeling before you move on to the letting go part or moving on part. And this being said, I have never been a person that really holds on to resentment, but I didn't know what resentment was until recently. Like they say that like the best way out is through, but I'm actually starting to think, I I was talking with a friend about how it's not so much about getting through things as it is to observing and recognizing them. So whenever someone or something, an institution of sorts, whatever it is, does you wrong, it's important to recognize it first. And I think that's how language is really beautiful is that we have so many different ways that we can communicate with one another and being able to communicate accurately what you are feeling in that experience is going to be the nucleus of your healing and being a person that like wants to move toward health and happiness. I'm always looking for ways to put these beliefs and aims into practice and the Templeton world charity foundation, um, makes like workbooks about, something that has been attributed to 
happiness, which is forgiveness. So they create this workbook um, for like traumatized people who have like had injustice in their life for like abuse. And they recognize the process called REACH, which is R-E-A-C-H. So recall the hurt, empathize with the offender, altruistic gift of forgiveness and commit and hold to forgiveness, which I think is kind of like funny that it's like committing and like holding. It's like you're actually letting go of forgiveness. But anyway, I digress. Having like this practice of naming, like I was saying, what has hurt you and then like being able to release it. Um, I decided to kind of like make my own little experiment of forgiveness because to be quite honest, as I've been having this co- these conversations with people in my life about forgiveness, I have been trying to recognize who the people that I need to forgive are and not need to, want to, because it, when you don't face something like consciously, it's going to continue to fester in the back of your brain or come out in different behaviors. And when I think of this, a lot of the time I think of like family issues or romantic issues and, you know, sometimes friend issues too. So like anything relationally that I feel people, I think people have wronged me and I feel some sort of injustice or anger towards, which I don't know if any of you guys have seen the feelings wheel of it's a circle that starts out with like simple feelings towards the center and then it like breaks them down towards the outside like a sun like bursting out of what you're actually feeling so it's like I feel sad today it's like yeah you can feel sad but like what's a more accurate description of you feeling sad like do you feel hurt do you feel betrayed do you feel uh lethargic do you feel sick like all those different things but I have been doing this thing lately where I want to not avoid (laughs) things that have been brought to my attention. Like I try my best not to sweep things under the rug. Like I've kind of been taught from a very young age to instead of like recognizing my situation or feeling or the person and like immediately moving through the process of like grieving you know, what I thought it would be or what I wanted that outcome to be. I am trying so hard now to like look at the hard feelings because like not everything is black and white. And I think that having people around you that teach you that and continue to implement new ways of thinking and feeling towards your betterment is really important. But that's a little bit of a of a side note. When it comes to forgiveness, I decided to make a little list of people that now that I am ready, like I am ripened at this point in my life, I feel like God has um, allowed different situations and different people to make me recognize, you know, what's really going on underneath Um, because I feel like he really does that in new seasons you know, the universe gives you exactly what you're ready for and takes away what isn't ready for you. And 
I feel like I am ready to blossom into a new year and like a new season. And so this list of people that I made that I feel the desire to forgive doesn't mean that I'm going to understand, but I have decided to not hold on to garbage anymore. Like not that those people are garbage, but like, that's what I think resentment is. And and like hatred is, is like holding on to something that is only hurting you. You know, the phrase of worry is just a prayer for something that you don't want to happen. I think that hate is a prayer for something that has already happened that you haven't let go of. And if you want to move forward and propel into a, you know, growing person that continues to evolve over time, I do think that forgiveness is a key part of that. And as a person who still practices Christian faith, just extremely, I don't want to say extremely, pretty different from the traditional sense in Western America, I don't want to move past my feelings because I think that like the God of the universe and like the savior that he sent here really understood because that's the entire reason why I think that God came to this earth in the form of a human Jesus. Because I think of all of my deepest feelings and hurts and situations and okay, now I really am going to cry. There is nothing awful that I have felt that Jesus, my like closest spiritual part of my bones, marrow existence creator didn't feel too. And especially in romantic relationships, I didn't realize how much resentment and like hate and injustice I felt towards specific people. Um, You know, because falling in love and being in love with people is a really beautiful experience, but you're also risking being really hurt and learning to let go of that hurt and let go of that person and let go of what they did to you is like letting go of something so something else can come in. But also knowing that whatever's coming in isn't necessarily a replacement, but it's a supplementation of whatever God wants wants to give you and like the good life that's ahead of you choosing to see it that way. I choose to see it that way. And so with my little experiment, like I said, I, I made a list of people that I feel were, that I think I was festering on and were still, those situations were still bothering me. And I'll, I'll also say that this is a really broken world and a lot of really broken things happen and people do things that we aren't always going to agree with. There is a lot of power in recognizing that someone hurt you and not acting like they didn't or saying, oh, like it's fine and like being really dismissive of it before you can even feel it. So recognizing that injustice exists in the situations that I wrote down and the people that I wrote down. And then you might think I'm crazy, but (laughs) I do affirmations in the morning and I look myself in the mirror and tell myself things that 
I need to hear. You know, you are the one person in this life that you have to listen to all of the time. And there can be a really positive voice in your head or a negative one. And I choose to listen to the positive one or propel those positive thoughts and water those in my brain. And in these, my tummy just made a funny little noise. I hope that you heard that. <laughs> and in these affirmations, I utilize the the reach process, you know, the recalling the hurt, the empathizing with the offender, the altruistic gift of forgiveness, committing and holding on to the forgiveness. I decided to start at the beginning of saying in the name of Jesus, you know, my savior, what I believe moves through my bones and guides me towards good. I forgive this person and I forgive all that they have done. And I recognize that we live in a broken world and I release this person for all the justice that is due to me because the act of whatever they did was wrong and I'm not going to dismiss that. And I choose to bless this person and wish them good thoughts, good feelings, good light, good love. And in the name of my savior, I let this go. And I felt so much better <laughs> because when you can look at yourself in the face and say, this is who I want to be and this is what I want to let go of because that is a part of who I am. Because what you are is equally about what you are not. It was just so releasing. And I think that if you have it in you, you know, taking time to use a pen and paper, which I am always going to condone, just maybe letting out things that you don't want to fester or maybe asking a trusted friend if you have one or a trusted therapist or mental health care professional, you know, do I have any blind spots or like, do you think that there is someone that I can let go of for the betterment of myself? And I exhale as I say this, that, you know, in this coming season, whenever you're listening to this episode, whether it's at the beginning of the year, or if this is my great, 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 great grandchildren in, you know, a bazillion hundred years from now, I think that recognition and accurate exploration can change your life and allow you to move forward if that's what you choose to do, because Forgiveness is a choice, and I think that it's the best choice that you can choose to propel happiness in your life, and I never want to see anyone hold on to something that's hurting them, but you also have to recognize that you can't give the act of forgiveness for anyone but yourself. You can't make other people forgive you for the things that you have done wrong, which is a different episode, self-accountability. But you you have to do things for you. And when you can really 
exhale those and exert forgiveness and goodness in your life, that's when things are going to change. And I am so grateful, you know, that I get to have these conversations with you guys and you're allowed to feel your feelings. And in my experience, allowing time and practices to supplement my happiness rather than trying to motivate myself to be happy has proven more successful in this experiment that we call life. So if you want to try this forgiveness thing, I highly recommend. (laughs) And this week, I just challenge you to recognize and then maybe let go. But take your time with yourself. Be tender with yourself. I think I've decided that that is my word of the year is tenderness. Um, but that also might change. So I've also thought about maybe receiving, you know, receiving love from yourself, receiving, um, care, receiving the tenderness from yourself. So if anyone does have a word of the year, I'd love to know, um, send me a message or shoot me. I almost said, shoot me a comment on like Spotify. I don't think that you can do that. Well, I guess that you can write reviews. So if you want to write a nice review, that would be awesome. But I love you guys. And now it is the end of this episode. And if you have not listened to last week's episode or read the adjoining article to it, I am going to encourage you to do that in the very shameless game of self-promotion. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week, rest of your day, rest of your hour, rest of your minute, because That is all that we are promised and given is the present moment. I love you guys. Said that twice. Once again, I'll say it a third time. I love you. Love yourself too. And I'll talk to you so soon. Bye.